Let us be attentive. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has regarded the humility of his servant. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, it is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. Here, tithes are received by mortal men. There, by one whom it is testified that he lives. One might even say that Levi himself, who receives tithes, paid tithes through Abraham. For he was still in the loins of his ancestor when Melchizedek met him. Now, if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek, rather than one named after the order of Aaron? For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. For the one of whom these things are spoken belonged to another tribe, from which no one has ever served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah, and in connection with that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. This becomes even more evident when another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become a priest, not according to a legal requirement concerning bodily descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. For it is witnessed of him, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom, arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. At that time, the parents brought the child Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. 
And inspired by the Spirit, he came into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him, according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that many th that thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, and of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years from her virginity, and as a widow till she was 84, she did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer day and night. And coming up at that very hour, she gave thanks to God and spoke of him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. There was once a wise man who showed a young boy a nut in his hand. And the man asked him, what do you see? Of course, the boy answered, a nut. The man said, try again. And the boy, understanding a little more, said, well, I see what could become a tree. Finally, the wise man said, nice try, but you're not quite there yet. I see what will become one day a great forest. The fate of that nut, of course, could have been a number of things. What the wise man was able to see was what the small child could not, that the nut in his hand could be something so much more than what it appeared. He saw in the smallest thing the absolute greatest potential. And in the gospel this morning, 
we also encountered a very wise man, the righteous elder Simeon. Today, being the 2nd of February, we find ourselves celebrating yet another great feast day of our Lord, that of the presentation or meeting in the temple. It is now 40 days after the nativity and birth of Christ. And according to the Old Testament law, as St. Luke wrote and told us, now when the days of their purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The righteous elder Simeon led, as it says again and again, by the Holy Spirit into the temple at that very time, met the Christ child at the tent of meeting before the temple. He took him in his arms, he blessed God, and he said, with great joy and relief, we could say, now mine eyes have seen your salvation, O Lord. This is a light to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. In that small child, St. Simeon saw beyond what was just in front of him. Full of the wisdom of God and the Holy Spirit, he did not just see another 40-day-old infant. He saw the Lord of glory. As one of the hymns from last night's Vespers sang, today Simeon receives in his arms the Lord of glory. When Moses once saw in the shadows, when he received the tablets of the law on Mount Sinai, this is the ancient of days, a young child in the flesh, presented to the temple by the Virgin Mother to fulfill the precepts of the law which he himself had given as the lawgiver. Clearly, one of the main points the evangelist Luke is trying to convey to us is yet again another fulfillment of the Old Testament scriptures fulfilled in the person of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. This is obvious from the fact that in this morning's gospel reading alone, the law of Moses and its fulfillment in Christ is referred to five times. And another hymn from today's feast stresses this point. It says, search the scriptures, said Christ our God in his gospel. There we shall find our God being born and wrapped in swaddling clothes. We shall find him feeding on milk, being circumcised and carried in Simeon's arms. Not in fancy or in imagination, but in very truth, he has appeared to the, to the world. Let us praise him with joy. Glory to you, O eternal God. So let us listen and learn from the wisdom of Simeon to look deeper into the meanings of things, to see greatness in what appears small. He received a child in his arms and saw God the Lord's Christ. Before us today, 
in this very church, brothers and sisters, are of course many, many precious children. What do we see when we look at our youth and at our children? You may be expecting to hear from me what we are supposed to see in them, such as greatness in a worldly sense. What most parents in today's world hope for their children. We should foresee in them great adult world leaders, professionals, straight-A students, wealthy parents one day with 2.2 children, graduates of the most prestigious high schools and universities, powerful men and women in the business world, successful in every earthly way. We want, many times, prodigy children, so as we point to them and say, did you know that my little Cindy graduated first in her class? We are in fact pointing at our own pride and stroking our own egos, making and seeking the praise of our colleagues and our own friends. But how often do we look at a young person and try to see his or, his or her potential in Jesus Christ? Do we see in our children the awesome potential for sainthood? Do we think about their eternal well-being and salvation, or just their fleeting creature comforts of this life? Do we wish for them to become all-stars, or for them to grow into the fullness of the stature of Jesus Christ? Where do our priorities lie for our children? We indeed should see greatness in them, great Christians and great saints. God said to his church, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might, and these words which I command you this day shall be upon your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you talk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. This is the ultimate education which God wants for our children to learn his love and for them to develop a personal love for him, for them to learn about his words, his teachings, his commandments, and to live by them because they give true life. Thanks be to God, of course, for his holy church and for such a one as ours, where our children are formed, formed into the likeness of Christ, diligently taught the ways of the Lord. But God also said to teach them and his words in your house, quote, Christ must be at the very center of our homes and of our lives. Parents, godparents, aunts, uncles, educators, clergy, everyone is responsible for the spiritual formation of our youth. The importance of this is again stressed 
by the well-known and very powerful saying of St. Theophon the Recluse. Of all holy works, he says, the education of children is the most holy. Listen again carefully to what a 19th century monk and bishop of our church said. The most holy of works is instilling in our youth the fear and the knowledge of God Almighty and to raise them in his Son, Jesus Christ. The prophet David says the same thing. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told unto us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell them to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and of his might and of his wonders that he has wrought. He established a testimony in Jacob and approached a law and appointed it in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children that the next generation might know them, even the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children and to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the word of God, but keep his commandments. The elder Simeon saw in truth, through the Holy Spirit, what that little child was in his arms, declaring him to be the Lord's Christ. The prophetess Anna, as we just heard as well, through fastings and prayers, saw in that holy child he who is the Savior of the world. Let us also see in our children, brothers and sisters in Christ, holiness, the great saints God has called them to become and to teach them through love the ways of Christ. And so let us sing and pray together another hymn of this day. Come, O faithful, let us also go to meet Christ and to let us receive him with songs and praises and glory. He is the salvation Simeon has seen. He is the one David announced and of whom the prophets have spoken. The Lord, who for our sake has taken flesh and who speaks to us through the law, let us worship him. Amen.